sat there and just... You're stop. now awake. I was thinking of just stopping the intro just to go straight to the disclaimer. So I can say. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and forced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. <laughs> hey, Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. I just really want to say fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all I really want to say. Good morning. Oh my God. Welcome to post-election day and presidential elect Donald Trump is really our president. He is really going to be inaugurated and... I don't know. I mean, this means so many things, but most of all, it means that we have a wall to currently burn. <laughs> Are you worried that you're going to be on a list now? Yes. Are you super Between worried that, like, that and the grabber and how- by the puss game and all yeah. the, and all your Barbara Comstock comments from last night? Yeah. You are keep going. You are definitely on a list. Oh, and maybe about how like a month and a half ago, we basically called out Amarosa for, for being a broke ass bitch who owes us money, and then she no, wait, hold on. is I'm now going to be no, like stop. the head of. I'm going to sit here and say. Trump's head of African-American reach owes me and Sarah Frazier $600, okay? I am going to say that because that is not illegal to say that. The head of Trump's African-American outreach owes us $600. Okay, well, here's the problem. It wasn't illegal to say that in an Obama... Uh, world, but now I have news for you. That could be illegal to say. No, if anything, you're probably gonna get paid. <laughs> like she'll be in town more often now, so you're set. There isn't a chance. Um, look, I mean, you must be in as much shock as we are. Uh, I guess it's maybe shock. We're hungover. We're exhausted. We had a great election night party last night, which was going so so well, by the way. And thank you to everybody who came until we left. Until we left, and until the very end, when it became a reality that Donald Trump was winning and was going to become our president. So, I don't know. Do you have any words before we get into the show? Because I think, for the most part, look, it's fascinating to me. I'm just sitting back. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm sitting back and just scrolling through Facebook and Twitter, which is unbelievable. Like, I was saying so if, many mixed messages. You did piss me off right off the bat when I got in here, though. With what? Because you were, like, trying to say, like, but Sammy, like, it's fine, you know, but I was like, Sarah, no. You can say that, all right? I think that people that live in major cities... Okay. okay, that are Caucasian are like, it's going to be fine, guys. I go, yeah, it's fine for you. You're not the one that's being called the N-word when you go down the street. And then now you're sitting there realizing that Trump is now president and those people got him in there. And now you have to go back to work the next day in your small town realizing that it was bad beforehand. How is it going to be today? Well, when I say that things are going to be okay, I feel like, yes, right now there's even more heightened racial divide, right? People are very upset, black, white. And and when I scroll through Facebook, it's a lot of people calling out using, you know, black people feel this way, white people feel this way. Look, I am well, well aware. But I think at this point last night, when I woke up this morning, I thought to myself, okay, we have to like really wake up as a country because the reality is we live in a bubble here in the D.C. area where a lot of people are open-minded about equal rights, all that. But there's a huge population that we saw last night, the majority of the country, really, that we were talking about. I was talking about this with Allison, the club owner here at D.C. Improv, that are not on social media, 
that refuse to be a part of polls. But these people are Americans. They're a part of our country. And, you know, we have to engage them in a way where they feel valued. They have a job. They no, can make money. No, yes, we no. do. I'm going to sit here and say those are the same people that literally have the lowest math scores out of, any prog- out of any progressive country. But do you realize that they You're have... You're being such an no, elitist. Listen, listen, listen. But they have the highest confidence in their... You understand this? America ranks lowest in math scores for, like, you know, top countries, okay? Mm-hmm. But we rank number one in confidence in our math skills. Do you understand how ass-backwards that means that we are as a country? That we are so confident that we're good with stuff, but we aren't that good. This is exactly what happened. I'm not being elitist when I say that. This is facts. We are the dumbest country in math and science, but when you ask us compared to other countries, hey, how good are you at math and science? Americans are going to say they're the best. Always. Well, what does that have to do and with, so you okay. think you have people sitting there, they don't realize, like, hey, guys, just, like, you know, my father's a great example. He thinks he is genuinely the best. He honestly wakes up every day and he goes, I am the fucking man. I okay. am the dude. Well, good I am the dad. best. But I go, but dad, but you're like, you're not. You are a normal person living you through your life. You got to sit there. You got to treat people equally. You got to go through life. You know, like you're not better than anybody. Okay, I guess my well, biggest issue is really I, th- I don't feel like your dad feels like he's better than anyone. Oh, my. Really? No more than you do. Really? You come on here and you are elitist. Well, no, I just told him. Like, I think it's not being elitist, Sarah. When I'm saying facts that say that we are a country that ranks lowest in math and science, but yet ranks highest in confidence on that, that's an issue. Do you understand what that is? That's like being like the worst team the... in the NBA, but me sitting there and literally every day be like, I'm the best. You can't beat me. I'm the best. It's like, guys, no, but you're losing, though. You're losing. Uh, yeah, but I feel like, okay, math and science scores are so, I, I get what you're saying, but and you, that's so you're not trying to even. Say like, and so you had a bunch of people that failed at math and science that are now, you know, they should have been like, well, I am, it's like, guys, it's, I enjoy letting smart people do the smart thing for me, okay? I go to a doctor, I don't question what a doctor does. I go to a restaurant, to a nice restaurant with the chef there, I assume that chef has me taken care of, okay? I can go anywhere, and I do this. I normally can sit there and look at my politicians and be like, you know what? You guys are good. You guys take care of shit for me. I think there's a lot of people now that are actually worried that they cannot trust what they voted for. I think that's the biggest issue. I think just like what you said, I think most of America has a ton of confidence in Donald Trump. I think if anything, it's time. It's not good confidence there. These are the, you know what I mean? Well, look, I mean, for me, I'm always an optimist. I don't care. I, you know, you can write to me or whatever, race, gender, anything aside. I really do feel like life is cyclical. History repeats itself. I think we have so for we're many, in the many 1940s years. Again? Yeah, I do. In a lot of ways. I mean, if you go back in history, there were periods of time where women, where African Americans, where minorities experienced great growth, owned businesses, did very, very well, despite the fact that we were still under a segregated nation, okay? So they still thrived, right? Women couldn't vote, but they still were owning businesses. There were all kinds of things happening. Then you have the 1920s. You have World War One come. You have World War Two come. Life always is about a couple steps forward, a couple steps back. We were super progressive. We elected an African-American for two terms. Fabulous. Amazing. Should have happened a long time ago. But now you're seeing the repercussions of that. It's all ebbs and flows. Doesn't that bother you, though? No. Like, I live in this country and I... What bothers me, what bothers me is this. I think what social media has done is instead of people getting out... Like, really what I'm going to do is I want to walk the walk in the next four years. And what I mean by that is... 
we, like last night, we really witnessed, there's a lot of people feeling like they felt left behind. So it would be really ignorant of me as an American to not go out and really try and understand what those people are doing, get involved in my community, and help people. And I think that's what social media does. Social media gives everybody a platform, everybody a soapbox, but no one's out doing anything. There's something to be said for this. No, some of the people on social media and that listen to this volunteer, give a lot of their time, they forego money in order to do community service. You're great. You should, we should all be doing that. But I think there's a little bit of we've lost sight of really helping our neighbor. And so that's all I'm saying. I think last night was a huge wake-up call. You know what? You better get to know your neighbor because the coal miner well, in West Virginia. That's not our neighbor, though, Sarah. And I think when you look at they it. They are our neighbors. This is this, fellow Americans. If we're going to do this together, let me tell you, that is our neighbor. But I remember being in, like, I was literally in Florida seeing my dad not more than, what, six months ago. And I sat there and I had a conversation. I was like, guys, don't you realize? Like, you have to. I literally said the same thing. Like, you guys, you have to take care of our neighbors. So if someone in North Carolina is being prejudiced against, you guys need to stand up and fight against that. You know what I mean? Because that's not fair to mm-hmm. them. You know what they told me? They go, we live in Florida, man. North Carolina might as well be China to me. Like, well, they don't care. They don't care. That's what I'm trying to say is, like, you keep on saying, like, I think that, yes, me and you were looking at, like, we need to go reach out to our neighbor. But I think our neighbors, the ones that sat there and may have voted that way, they don't care. They don't want it. All they want, I don't, I see, I don't, I I don't think they want that. it. They don't Because to them, they're the people, like I said last time. You know what racists hate more than fucking uh, than minorities? Knowledge. Okay? Racists hate knowledge more than minorities. And I think that's what we're dealing with right now is the fact they didn't want to hear knowledge. They'd rather just spew out, like, hatred. It was hatred. Yesterday was nothing more than hatred. I think Do you know how many Trump supporters I saw get kicked out of bars last night? Because they were sitting there. One guy, no joke, sat there and goes, women, keep, keep start the countdown now. You got two hours to so your going back to worth nothing. This guy, no joke, at a bar, at a very popular place that you and I have hung out at, and we felt comfortable there. Trump Hotel? Uh, nope, it wasn't out there. Trust oh, me. It was, a, it was a Trump supporter sitting there yelling at the women who were inside the bar being like, you guys are counting down your time because you guys are going back. Like, do you understand? Well, this is the so kind of stuff much. that people are dealing okay, with. so we go back. I mean, like, everybody no Hillary puts Clinton. so much merit on, like, one guy at the bar, one guy at the White House who wants to fight, one guy who uses the N-word. Okay, you know what? I got news for you. But it's the confidence in which they do it. Like, the fact that they, can, they, they, the fact that they, they feel, no, they feel now that because Trump is elected, they can just go up there and do that. These people were not there because they genuinely enjoyed the bar and they genuinely wanted to be around good people. They went there to cause fights and to cause shit. You Honestly, all the time I feel like, look, life is about ebbs and flows. And life really comes down to this. Are you going? Do you put a lot of merit on what that guy says? Who cares? Who cares what people say on social media? You have yeah, to. fine. Okay, fine. All these ignorant white millennials voted for Donald Trump. Okay, fine. So, look, it is what it is. Now it's happened. Now what are we going to do? Are we going to still mope around? I mean, oh, my God. But Dan's, like, so depressed. About- Wolf Blitzer suicide. Get over yourselves. I've got news for you. You know, life has been really, really tough for a lot of people for a long time. So pull up your boots, straps. We're going to do this together. And fine. So some men and maybe women's rights go back 10 years now. Well, guess what? Aren't you worried for people like my mother who wears a scarf in this country? And yet knowing that she will not be like, here's the thing. It, well, she That's what I said when you need to reach ago. out to your neighbor. She didn't feel safe six months ago. Do you think she's going to feel safe today? That's what I'm saying. What we need to do in this country is reach out to our neighbors. But, yes. Dearborn, Michigan. My brother and I were just talking about this. They have a massive Muslim population, and they've received nothing but hate over the past couple of years, okay? Because no, a lot of white Michiganders and non-white Michiganders, for that matter, don't want more Muslims there. You're talking about from people from Bloomington Hills, aren't you? 
Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, in they, Michigan, they do not like minorities in Bloomington Hills. But here's the thing: we have to, you. You have to find a way to be a bigger person. And I think everybody wants to be like, oh my god, you know, this guy's holding me back, and look what this has done. And I'm done. I'm not using any more. But I'm not using think, any more but, race on, It's terms. not that Donald Trump is going to personally affect. I am worried about the nutsack that at least sat there for the last five years, six years in his home, saying he hated Muslims. But he never did anything about it. But now he has the because he's like, man. But this country's now it's mine again. Like I am honestly kind of worried that you know I'm like I'm I am genuinely worried. But like I have, to, I have to go back to the past like eight years where at least for the past eight years I could openly say I was Muslim. Now I'm afraid that I have to go back to not saying what my religion is because I have to be worried about how people are going to react and whether or not they're going to react positively or negatively to me. Like, that's why I think that doesn't scare you. That scares the shit out of me because I spent, you know, how much of my life lying, telling people I wasn't a Muslim, just to finally get to the point where the country was there that I could actually say, hey, guess what? Here's what I am, and I'm proud of this. To now me having to go back, that I'm having family reach out and saying, Sammy, you should honestly take that you're Muslim off your Facebook. You should take this off. Like, you don't want people to know Well, that. I feel like people are really reacting. Why don't we just wait and see? It's not like we've gone lawless. It's not like people are going to be able to go out and, like, beat, abuse, you know, Muslims in public and then, like, not get away with I, it. I would actually be curious about that, Sarah, because if you look at some countries, that actually does happen where they get away with it. Well, so. sure, but, I mean, and it's it does not happen, a... And it does happen usually after, you know, elections like this. Okay, well... Again, I'm sure people will have all kinds of thoughts on this conversation. Sarah at HeyFrage.com. No, no, Sammy K the, at HeyFrage.com. Let's talk about the real question that anyone that was at last night's show wants to know. What was that? Did you see his penis, Danny Blacks? <laughs> yes, I've seen it before. Did you see it? Um, so, yes, we have a lot to talk about, by the way, at this show. in this show. Uh, if you missed our show last night, it was really fun. We had a great time. And we met Sammy's lady friend, I'm just going to say it, and... I won't say anything more. She was you very nice. You already did. Like yesterday, what? They, they, they informed me about everything. That I walked over to go drop up my backpack, and I guess you just started like talking about all this stuff and how you guys were going to hang out by yourselves and oh like da da da. I just said if you if are you, already trying. I to ruin just this said if you ever want to hang out, you know, I am. I'm around. I'm available. Uh, that's all I said. So, I'm available till five p.m. and then I. Oh God! Today three thirty. Three thirty. I am so tired. I had like a margarita and a half. I don't know what happened to me. I was so hungover. Uh, speaking of that, you're gonna love. Did you already read about Anthony Bourdain's hangover cure? We have to discuss this. It's oh, no, genius. I, I felt like I listened to this and I totally. I actually do know the best like way to not get hungover. Really? Yeah. Well, hold on. You'll well, share that today. Yeah. Uh, like I said, coming up, you're going to hear snips of the live show from last night. Um, yes, we had a. Gr- it was an incredible show. If you came, thank you so much for supporting us. I feel like it was amazing. Um, Ramin Mustastavi was the comedian. So you. Must. Oh my God! Stop it. Ramin is amazing. <laughs> CoolCowComedy.com. That's how I know. <laughs> Whatever. Brian Curry was an awesome magician. Um, so we'll have little snippets of the show at the end of our show. So you'll definitely want to listen to that. Believe me, if you're feeling down today, it will light up your life. We're good. We I'm are. feeling good, though, because here's the thing, Sarah. I I, honestly, you know what I think the issue was? I know what I'm going to tell you this. You know what my biggest issue between today? People are like, Sammy, you don't sound the same today. Is it because you're depressed about the election? Okay, what is it? No, honestly, it's that I woke up so late today that I didn't get, I didn't get to smoke my doobie before I came in. And so <laughs> I normally I would I smoke tell. my doobie and I would come in here and I'd be like, dude, Trump, I mean, whatever, man. You're not as baked as a cake as you usually are, which as, really affects the show. It does affect the show. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and by the way, last night, too, I don't know who these two women were, but, um, you know, we had some press that covered the party, but two 
women came from some sort of marijuana publication. Yeah. What was that? Cannabis culture. Cannabis culture that wanted to cover it were big fans of yours, and then invited me to like a tea, like a ladies that tea or something. A ladies uh, that it's like they're actually they're doing a tea party. Yes, and then you drink the inf- cannabis tea. But Sarah, that's I'm going to bring my mom. You're not going to go. Like you actually, I'll have take a couple sips. Sure. You won't get no. You just won't. a few tat like a sip. But here's the problem is because here's you. You're gonna, gonna be like you're gonna do a couple sips yeah. and be like, oh wow, well, well I've done it. drugs. I feel so hot. You're not gonna get high off that, Sarah. <laughs> but you're gonna tell everyone that, and you're gonna just do it just to say oh, that. Oh, stop raining on my parade! And everyone's gonna be so mad today. They're gonna be like, you're so optimistic for no reason. Yada yada. No, we're in this together. I'm in the trenches with you, folks. I uh, no, whatever you want me to do. I'm ready to travel to West Virginia. I think we should to the coal mines and do this podcast. I think we should. And I think you should announce there in the coal mines that you're Muslim, and I will... Yeah, you know. and then all of a sudden all you hear is... <laughs> oh, I can't believe they threw my... Wait, is my co-host down there? How do I get him back? No. You can't. Okay, no, it will be fine. We'll, we're going to go to the, the rural areas of this country, and we're going to leave this podcast to... Togetherness. That's what I really you felt do like this morning. You realize people in rural areas just look at me and hate me? Who like, cares? We'll teach them love. Like last night, wasn't there so much love in the room? Who could hate us? Even when you weren't laughing at some of our jokes, some of mine that were super offensive, there was still so much love. That's what it should be about. That's even what we're the coming old people, back to. Even the old people that showed up randomly that had no idea what they were getting oh themselves God. into. They were they even so epic. Oh, that, the cannabis people, Luriachi, who was selling t-shirts out of her car. You have said seven different names <laughs> for her, by the way. Like, none of those are her real name, so it's good because she's not getting promotion out of this. But. Oh my god. Oh, it was so good. The whole show. Um, also coming up, we have a woman who wrote to us. Her husband has put on um, close to 200 pounds. Jeez. And it's really bothering their relationship. I want to know your advice on that. We have to talk about that. Um, and then also, another story that I want to get to too is um, a guy is giving away his engagement ring. So he was left at the altar. Now he wants to give away his engagement ring to the to a loving couple. Okay, that's awesome. You, do you think so, or do you think it's bad luck? What? No, it's great All luck. Right. Well, we'll talk about that because I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I can't decide if I feel like that's a good one or, or not. Are you surprised to hear this? Probably not after the election, but one in five Americans cannot name all um, major athletes. There's a new test out by Sideline.com. Can you name, like without looking, do you Wait, know who this is? major athletes? Major athletes. One in 50 Americans can't name these 10 major athletes. You know Wait, who this and is? this is what people are upset about? One in 50, no, 50 out of 50 Americans can't even name their congressman. And we're worried about if they know a professional athlete. That's LeBron James. I don't give a shit. Go to the next one. I can probably name all of them. <laughs> well, I, I'm trying to take your mind off of things. And so why not have this? Which all right, is, here. Then ask me sports questions, Sarah. Show me the next picture. Here's the next okay, one. Okay, hold on. Why wasn't it refreshing? I'm trying to get to the next one. So, oh, oh, I got to pick. Okay, so you named LeBron James. You're correct on that one, by the way. All right, hold on. Hold on, let me get to some. Actually, you might have a trouble with this one. Can you identify this face? Tom Brady. Oh wow, you got that? I'm, Sarah, I'm impressed. Come on, it's Tom Brady. People uh, thought that that picture looked more like Peyton Manning. What? That was your choice. No, dude, I can tell Tom Brady. I'm going to skip this person. You know this person. Patrick Ewing. <laughs> Patrick Ewing. I know him. 
How do you even? I wouldn't even know what Patrick Ewing looked like. He had the sickest shoes, man. Him and the Shaq Gnosis were my jams. Anyhow, the list features Michael Jordan, Michael Phelps, um, Serena Williams. But most people, uh, this to me shocked me, but some people actually thought that Serena Williams was Steffi Graf on this test. Serena Williams. (laughs) So they somehow thought a black lady was a Caucasian Germanic woman. Dead serious. 15, 20 years her elder? Dead serious, yes. People were confused about these athletes. So, I don't know what people... Okay, get who's this? You, there's no way you'll get this. Dude, that's what's his name. That's uh, Big Poppy. Okay. No, what's his real name? His Can name you, is fucking Big Poppy. I don't know. I don't know what they call him. What's his real name? What's Something... Austin? David Ortiz. David Ortiz. There you okay, go. Big Poppy. But if you were given this test on your own, David Ortiz or Derek Jeter, who would you say? I would have said David Ortiz. <laughs> like, I knew that one. <laughs> Anyhow, I thought this list was hysterical. If you want to, I mean, look, I think they're mostly easy. I get them, but apparently not everybody does. So you can check out that list. Hey, now this might be interesting for you. I mean, I know you and your new lady friend are, are really. You're gonna are jinx go- me so bad. Stop I'm referring not. to her as that. Just say. What do you want me to say, friend? Just say, hey, you. You, you yeah, okay, me, this, person. This I'm girl a human without her. I'm this a person. I'm a, I'm a human without her. Okay, you're a human without her. Does it um, surprise you, though, that more millennials are in sexless relationships? No. This shocked me. Okay, because I want to know from you, like, how much sex you think that millennial couples should be having. But this was a Vice story that says more and more millennials in relationships that are over a year old, some of them aren't even having sex once a month. These are millennials. These are, like, 25, 30-year-old women. Yeah, complaining yeah. that in their relationships that the sexual activity is diminishing. No, here's the thing, okay? What's going on? I, I got laid a bunch when I was younger, okay? I did college like everyone else should have, okay? I went and I did it. I had a bunch of sex. And now when I'm in a relationship, you know, I look at it this way and I go, well, yeah, I could have sex tonight or I could sleep that extra 30 minutes. Really? Do you think it's I'm more like your schedule? It's more like my schedule. Yeah, at this point, I look like if we're dating, right? If we're just, if this is like the first time, I will stay up till three in the morning trying to have sex with you because that's what you do. The second we get in a relationship, bitch, I'm going to bed. Once a month, though? Do like, you think I'm that's going to bed. normal? Yeah, dude. I'm, for someone like me, I'm totally asexual. Like, I was in a relationship before, and I want to say, like, yeah, I didn't have sex with my girlfriend, like, but once a month. I just oh didn't care. Oh, my God. I need to be having so much more sex. Uh, some millennials are reporting that sleep is a major factor. They would rather sleep than have sex, like Sammy said. Amen. Also, a lot of millennial men reported for this story that they don't have particularly high sex drives as well. That they feel like they only need sex once every couple of weeks. What? Yeah, I don't have the high of a sex drive. And here's the thing. If really? I do, and my sex drive usually hits me around, like, 1 in the afternoon when I'm at home by myself doing nothing. So I end up just, you know fapping it so oh my god but you're in a new relationship aren't you guys having sex all the time no really that's not important to me sex is not important what is, to me so in a what is important to you now in this relationship because that's important to me, me in a relationship isn't us having sex because if it came down to me having sex i could have sex with anything or anybody you know what i mean okay so it's not the sex that makes you important to me you know it's like the it's, i don't know it's the time that we have together it's how we spend our time together it's like are we laughing are we giggling are we having a good time and that to, and you that to is me like... is more important than us having sex really if i could sit there and laugh and like make jokes with you that's way more important than me you know finishing on your face or some shit like what? that <laughs> i almost called you dan sammy what that's so awful first off that's that not could be awful. why you're having a um, sexless relationship no. you pull a bad move you let at the dan beginning do, wait, does dan not wait hold on dan doesn't do that to you no Sarah, I think you would be amazed if I... 
how many women are in like relationships, oh, long term relationships? I'm down with and that. Trust but me, I don't they think do my the porn. That's the other thing. The porn star thing is what they do. Like at this point, you and Dan, like he should literally exclusively be finishing on your face. I you can't. Like exclusively at this point. Sammy, that is so disturbing. You oh think I'm crazy? No, ask you. Okay, go ask some other friends out there, Sarah, and they'll be like, wait, Dan doesn't? That's what he should be doing. Like, that's what you do. Like, He's going to hate this conversation, let me tell you. Why? He doesn't like when I talk about our sex life on the podcast. Oh, well, it's not you, though. It's me. So just don't answer any questions. I'll keep on talking about oh, it. Oh, okay. Yes. So that's the advice? Yeah, I would say let him just, you know, finish where he well, needs to. Okay. I would say I'd recommend closing your eyes, though, because it does sting. <laughs> This Indianapolis man who was left at the altar uh, last month, and now he says he wants to give away his engagement ring to the right couple who doesn't have any money. It's a 1.7 carat synthetic stone. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I don't even want this now. A synthetic stone. Yes, Sarah. You don't like cubic zirconias? His ex was actually ethically against diamonds. Its resale value is pretty low because it's not a diamond. So now he wants to give it to the right couple. Would you even want this, by the way? Um, when I thought it was a diamond, yes. Now, no. So if it had been a real diamond, you would take this? You don't think that, um, you know, if someone that you were engaged to would see this as cheap or perhaps like a bad sign? But I'm looking at this one. I'm going to look at them and say, well, guys, okay, we're living in a, in a Trump time now. we got to think economically, okay? If I can save $300 and just take this free ring, that's $300 I can spend on you for something else, right? Maybe. Uh, hey, I mean, I, I don't know who would want it, but he says that he's received hundreds of emails of people that are interested in that. And, and that just is what floors me, because I'm like, really? There are that many people that want your free engagement ring that's synthetic? Okay. Go for go, More power to you. Uh, what's your advice for this woman? She's a listener. She wrote to us. Um, here's what she writes. I need some advice, Sarah and Sammy. My husband and I have been married for three years, and since we started dating, he's put on a significant amount of weight. He probably weighs around 250 pounds. The weight itself doesn't bother me, but it's all about the health concerns that go along with it. He often complains about pain in his back, hip, and shoulder. And he's seen multiple doctors. I'm just hungover. I'm listening, Sarah. I promise. Just let me lay my head down for a couple seconds while you say this story. Apparently, the doctors haven't said anything about his weight being a factor. They've tried to put him in physical therapy and given him medicine. I'm no doctor, but I do believe the extra weight could be cause of some pain. I'm on a weight loss journey myself, but have less to lose than he does. I'm just not sure if it's insensitive if I essentially call him out for being fat and needing to lose weight, or should I just let it go and uh, let him to continue, continue to see his doctors and have therapy? As a man that's been called fat three times on social media in the last 24 hours, okay, I will tell you... Dude, you're fat. You need to sit there and do it. Like, you gotta, you gotta fix this. That's thing. terrible. Who called you fat? Well, no, because we were talking about the snoring thing, and I mentioned yesterday that, like, oh well, you know, I'm a little bit of a fatty, so you know, blah blah. I got so many comments that, like, actually, my boyfriend lost 10 pounds, Sammy, and he stopped snoring. You should lose weight too. Oh well, it was basically people saying, hey, that does work. They that weren't does work. specifically tweeting you like, hey, fatso. No, no, Sarah. Hello, that's what they tweet you. To me, they just, they, you know, they, they tweet positive stuff. You're the one that gets trolled by people. Here's my thing, though. I think you have to bring it up to him. You have to. You, you have, have to. to. You know, you have to. Because at this point, if you are in a relationship, it is not about his feelings. It's about his health. Yeah, okay? exactly. So bring it up. And, like, even, like, I have my cousin. I have two cousins, right? She's a little bit bigger. But her husband is, like, he keeps on gaining weight and stuff, too. And I finally have to sit there and be like, dude, I don't care if you think I'm being mean or you think I'm being this. But 
you are my cousin's husband, okay? She's like my sister. I want you to be around forever, okay? You are going to have kids. You need to take care. You need to be around for those children. I am telling you to stop eating this bullshit, not for your own health, but for her health. Like, for her mental sanity, for her, you know? Like, because if you die, because if you get super sick and you die... That's not like you're dead. That doesn't affect you. It affects True. everyone else around you, you know, and you need yeah. to sit there and really get your shit together for her, not for you. There you go. Well, you I know? like that. You know, and I agree with that advice. So I would take that. I think that's perfect. It's a health issue at this point. It's not like you're trying to be mean. It's one like me. I, I'm not like I am not overweight in the way that it's actually affecting my health. It maybe mm-hmm. makes me snore a little bit, but I'm like 10, 15 pounds overweight. Maybe. Right. You know what I mean? Like not crazy. Okay. If you are this far that you are literally, you know, he said 250 pounds. It's not that much overweight. I have friends that are 250 that are nothing. You know what I mean? Like, so I want to see like, if he's my size and he's 250. No, that's a problem. So it's more proportional. Proportional. For you. Like, if he's there, like, I don't. Well, it obviously like, he's big enough. It bothers her. Yeah, she but, feels like. I mean, it could be like when she says she's on her own weight loss journey. That makes me feel like okay, they have like maybe they were on the larger side. They're trying to lose weight, but it also I'm getting a little bit worried because I don't really see that. I don't. I don't know how he looks, right? So she could be like five foot six and a hundred pounds, and then trying to say she's on a weight loss journey. Her husband really isn't that fat or overweight, but she's just like, I just want him to be a model. <laughs> well, I do think you need to bring it up to him, and I think you make a good point. It is about the health at this point. It is. It's so health. I think that's good advice. Anthony Bourdain is sharing his um, hangover cure, which we currently need this morning. We're not going to mm. lie. Um, he says that this absolutely works. It is his go-to. He uses it every single time, and he tells TMZ that it completely cures having your hangover. And when I read this, I thought of you because I thought, you know what? No better expert on this than Sammy K. Uh, he says when he wakes up in the morning and he's hungover, he takes an aspirin, cold Coca-Cola, smokes a joint, and eats spicy Szechuan food. Well, that's um, what I do anyways. Every time I wake up hungover, that's why I feel so much hungover today because I haven't smoked weed yet. Like... I wake it helps up so much. Okay, so here's my thing. If I wake up and I'm hungover, that actually is that's actually it says it works that's, every no, time. That's completely fine. You know what it is? It's Szechuan food. They use a lot of oil. Oh, right. And so it's the grease. Okay, so you think about it's just like anyone tells you like I would go get a Philly cheesesteak, smoke a joint, and drink like a bottle of Gatorade. You know, because you want something that has like a lot of sugar or a lot of like you know either sugars or salts in it to help. Right. Okay. So this makes total sense, but I thought he was going to give you something to actually like help you, because I have a bunch of different cures. Like there's this thing called leche de tigre. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yes, you've told me about the leche de tigre. It is literally the juice left. Like so they marinate like you know uh, ceviche and like a bunch of acid and a bunch of like spices or whatever. Right. That leftover liquid after you eat the ceviche, that leftover liquid is called leche de tigre because it's got like that protein from the fish, all that acid. It's all just filled with electrolytes. You do a couple shots of that. Your body is like that's like that's like literally freebasing Gatorade. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it is so fast, so much at the time that you will get the, you'll be like, de tigre. oh my god, oh my god, right? Also, um, the owner of Sam Adams Brewery, yeah, he has a really good fact. He has a really good thing like oh, that I've actually his? been doing. So when I know it's going to be like a rough night of drinking, like I'm going day drinking. Let's say I'm leaving when my friends were going to a festival. We'll be drinking from. You know, noon until 2 a.m. Okay. So I know I'm going to have a hangover the next day. The key is to sit there and actually put some yeast, like some regular yeast, right? Like cooking yeast, okay. baking yeast, okay, active, dry yeast, whatever. Put that, mix it in a thing of yogurt. Okay. And then eat that before you start drinking. Really? 
Really? Because what it does is the yeast will sit there and actually counteract with the bo- with the booze and actually keep on processing the sugars. Which remember, a hangover is because your body stops processing the sugar and you have all this excess sugar in your body. God, don't okay? I know it. So if you have the yeast there, it'll actually start eating the sugars that you're drinking and actually help you so you when wake up next day, you will not have a hangover. Really? But no, I actually agree with Anthony Bourdain. If you smoke some weed, eat something greasy... And then drink up something that's really salty or really sugary, you're fucking sad, dude. That'll all do it. That's 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 honestly, I'm leaving here right now, I know exactly where I'm going to get Szechuan food. <laughs> I know exactly where I'm going. Well, I went this morning, I had like I we went out to breakfast, so I was hoping that would help, but that oh, did not God, help. I just took off my sunglasses. I know. Holy Keep fuck. them on, they're brutal. Jesus. Um look, everybody I feel like needs a little sort of Emphasis, like I don't know, just need some feel good stuff. I know you think that that's like all you know me or whatever, but I, I'm putting it out there, okay? So I found this list. I wanted to before we play clips from our live show, uh-huh. I wanted to just run through this. These are the five success lessons from the Alchemist author Paolo. Oh my God, am I going to say it wrong? Yes, you are going to say it wrong. Uh, I already told because it's, you already fucked up his. First I think it's Paolo. It, it, it's Paolo. It's Paolo. Paolo. Uh, Calho. Cola? Okay, I can't do it. <laughs> Paolo? Yeah. Paolo what, Sarah? How do you say it? Paolo Colho? Colho. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Colho was exactly what You're I was thinking. You're going to call him a Colho, which sounds like, an, <laughs> it sounds like a West Virginia term for an ass, by the way. Paolo oh, Colho. He, he's stuck in his Colho. Yeah. He is the author of The Alchemist, which I love that book. Did you read that book? The Too Alchemist? Too cheesy for you or not? What's The Alchemist? The Alchemist is like a great book. It's been around for years and years. What like the, the journey about basically finding life, discovering happiness and passion in your life. So what does that have to do with alchemy is my question. Uh, there's an alchemist character in there. This is this no, I never read that. Okay. Well, anyway, he became very, very famous from this. So here are his five lessons. Uh, rejection doesn't matter. Paolo believed in himself, despite having um, even a newspaper as well as several um, book publishers refuse his book. But all the way along, he actually believed in himself. So he says you have to have just complete confidence in what you're doing, kind of like your dad. But we've already said. Gracias, Paolo. Yeah, you don't agree with that. Uh, good things come to those who uh, persevere. In the Alchemist. Paolo's most popular novel, a young Spanish shepherd named Santiago, has a prophetic dream. That treasure awaits him in the distant land. He perseveres to find that treasure. So he says that you have to persevere no matter what, no matter what paths cross you. I think that's so important for what's going on right now, today. Mm. Your past doesn't make your future was number three on his list. Uh, Paolo failed in his studies. He almost uh, killed his friend in a driving accident. What? Was forced to stay in a psychiatric clinic because of his escalating mental health problems, took drugs, was kidnapped by a secret organization, and and embraced satanism. Okay, now... He went through all that and then persevered and became a very famous famous positive author. You're you are you're still reading this article, Sarah? Yes, this guy is batshit crazy. Okay, he just claimed that he got what he got kidnapped by a secret society. I think this is Or this was he just batshit like, nuts and just happened to be like, "No, you weren't in a secret society, sir. You were actually in a psych ward for 6 months." No, he he's a very famous author. I love his work. Uh, number 4, your success has a ripple effect. Totally agree with that. Growth, change and evolution are weaved into the fabric of reality. Becoming a better version of yourself creates that ripple effect for someone else. I totally love that. And of course, number 5, which we embrace here, you don't have to work in a corporate job. It's not safe anyway, despite what they tell you. There's much more fun and money. Uh, 
to be had if you can handle a little uncertainty. Warning, most people would choose misery over uncertainty, but you don't have to be one of them. Doing work that you truly love is the best gift you can ever give to yourself. So there you go. I feel like it's so prevalent for today. Are you still awake? Oh, I'm sorry. I totally zonked out there for a second. You still there, Sarah? These sunglasses I lo- are fucking I'm me obsessed up. with him. Absolutely obsessed with him, and I feel like it's great advice. Oh, I love Paulo Colhole. I mean, he sounds fantastic. Paulo Colo. Colo. Colhole. Colo. It's like when you told me, I remember. Paulo Chilo. I don't think people realize how funny you are, but earlier this week, I was we were like writing like notes for this thing, and I was like, oh, we got to talk about my Kulo story. <laughs> my Kulo story, you know, about me like sitting there and having to wash my ass and like whatever. And then I looked at Sarah's notes a few days afterwards, and she had actually taken notes on what I said, but she wrote Sammy's Coolio. And I was like, wait, what the fuck does Gangster's Paradise have to do with my ass right now? Like, Oh, my God. So, look, I feel like so many blessings, which is why we had this incredible election night party last night, which, you know, if we had known what the outcome would have been, we would have partied even harder. But it was so much fun. Sarah, Sammy I and I did died. a little... I would have died if I partied any harder than I already I did. It was crazy. So thank you to everybody who came and was involved. We'll be tweeting about the magician, the comedian, Adam Ayash, who was a model who came and was our Anthony Weiner lookalike. Um, but... We wanted to play some of the highlights from last night's show because it was pretty epic. We had a great time. It got bad after a while. So take a listen to this. Oh, my God. I've had one margarita and a glass of wine. I'm so drunk. Honestly, can you stand over here so I can balance myself? I'm afraid I'll fall off this. I'm right here. I'm right here. Okay. All right. Who's ready for our amazing election night show? So many people we have to say hi to. Pilar is here. Pilar donated all this fabulous wine. I know Sammy always says when I say this, I sound uh, very racist, but Pilar's an immigrant. <laughs> is that racist? I know. Yeah, white people can't say the word immigrant. I'm gonna say okay, that. okay. All right, you don't have to laugh at that joke. Pilar, we love you. And Pilar told me to say that, so that's why it's not offensive. Where's the goats? Where's the goats? Oh, they're in, they're in Maine with my mom. Yes, my mom. Oh, wait. Was that what I was supposed to say? Or was it meant to me? Because then that's racist. (laughs) That's funny. I got it. It's fine. It's fine. My family does own goats, by the way, in Tunisia. Pilar, thank you so much for donating wine. Um, Before we introduce our first act, though, we want to kind of run through the show. And we have some very special guests here for you tonight, including... um, I have deemed him Marilyn's number one porn star. You have. Now, is there like... Yeah, I know. Here's my question. I was going to actually you, ask him when he comes on seat. stage. Take, a, take a, a seat. Take a seat, my friend. Yeah, get comfortable. We got a long show. Well, my question is, is there an actual... Like, this was the funniest part, you sitting down. Is there an actual like exit poll for that? Like, Do they actually have voting? Can you go to MarilynPornStar.com? We should them? be able to. He's going to come up here and he's going to spank you on stage. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Did you know that? Did you sign up for that? I did not know that, but I guess I'm here, so let's do this. First of all, I love this dynamic, which I think is representing the election right now, with the woman higher than the man. Which is... Yeah. Thank you, I know, right? This is what Hillary Clinton's going to be doing to Donald Trump in like an hour. Looking down at yeah, him? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I feel bad saying that, you know, because we could have Donald Trump supporters here tonight, because we are open-minded. We, we accept everybody. This, uh, this, look, I'm just excited for this election to be over. I think everyone can agree with that. This shit's asinine. No, I want it to go on. It feels like Guantanamo Bay. It does. It does. It does. 
I feel like I know what it was like to be at Guantanamo. It was like this. As a soldier or as like... Because one person has access to McDonald's, the other one doesn't, so... Well, what happened... I mean, I feel like, you know, isn't this like they're playing the same music over and over? I mean, honest to God, if I see one more Barbara Comstock, did she lose? I mean, does anyone know? Fuck Barbara Comstock. That bitch. I mean, honest to God. If I see one more commercial... No, you vote, did you vote for her? It's fine. I'm, okay. If she wins, it's okay. We love everyone, but yeah, fuck do. Barbara Comstock, <laughs> is what Sarah's trying to say. It's only because Barbara Comstock haunts my dreams for the past three weeks. That's how I know you live that's in Virginia. Why that's why I tell you it's a little taste of Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. Barbara Comstock? Yes. Barbara Comstock. <laughs> that's one margarita, one glass of wine, folks. She should be at Guantanamo. Yeah, because that was torture, listening okay. to those ads. I mean, honestly, has anyone else been so confused this election? I don't know even, I mean, obviously, for a while I was going to vote third party, but then a lot of people wrote to me and said, you know, that's really throwing away your vote. So I said, okay, I won't do that. But I'm so confused what to, to who to vote for because you hear these Barbara Comstock inter, you know, commercials. And- I think the best analogy about this election that I heard was today. And it was, all right, put it in the perspective like this. You need open heart surgery, okay? You have to go get open heart surgery. You can either have a doctor who is now in the middle of a malpractice lawsuit or you can have the general manager at Wendy's do your open heart surgery. <laughs> Like, who do you choose? And at that point, I love chicken nuggets as much as the next guy. But, you know, I'm just like, ah, yeah, I don't know. Clearly you're going to put a malpractice lawsuit, you know? Sounds good to me. Um, We also have to say hi. There's so many people here that are listeners to the Hey Frage podcast. Who's been listening to us for a while? Thank you. Who walked in from across the street because you thought this party was going to be rad? (laughs) You guys right there. I know you two. What's up? I met you outside. How are you guys doing? I know. These people are like, oh, shit. <laughs> we didn't a little really bit. Oh, well, that's fine. That's fine. Welcome to D.C., guys. We Woo! miss you. Where are you guys from? Next county over. Next county over? Oh, yeah. God, that's so So many. Arlington? Don't blame us for Comstock. We're from Maryland. Uh, okay. Oh, good. thank All God. Right, good. Thank God for that. Oh, my All God. Right. I don't know. Is she for abortion? Does she want kids? Does she want to kill them? I can't keep track. <laughs> I mean, every time I turn it on, I'm like, Barbara, I, God, help me. Late-term abortion, early-term abortion, Barbara. <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry, I don't know. There's it's really true. no good segue Move after that, Sarah. <laughs> so I'm just going to stay quiet. Can anyone answer it? Does she want to kill him? Does she want to birth him? I don't know. Again, no good segue <laughs> after that. Anyway, these, this group in the back is my favorite. You know, ma'am, are you trying to look like Hillary Clinton tonight, or do people just tell you that? <laughs> That's good, because I love the look today. I actually went to the Salvation Army today, and did you know they don't have pantsuits in my size? <laughs> Like, I was so pissed. I was like, are you kidding me? There's not one large... No, nothing in my size, so... Now, what's your deal with, with email? Do you, like, have you been hacked? Have I been hacked? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm clean. Oh, you are clean. Okay, good. That's good to hear. That's what someone who's been hacked would say, by the way. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I want to shout out some people. Who donated to our GoFundMe? Oh, Danny Black videos. You know what? This is perfect for you, actually. Okay. You know what? Let's get him up here, because I want to talk about and promote this guy. I've bought some of his DVDs, by the way. Come on up, Danny. Looks like she wants you to spank me. Well, you know, you look at me and you think, does this woman watch porn? No. You think I'm boring, but I am into hardcore porn. So... (laughs) 
Did you just say he can't get up? Did I just hear that over there? Because that was ironic and funny. All right, so look, we want to welcome to the stage. I have deemed him Marilyn's number one porn star, and that's because I've seen what he's packing. And it's a massive dick. (laughs) Okay. No, this guy is amazing. Danny Black Videos is Marilyn's number one porn star. Please welcome Danny Black Videos. Thank you. I'm a little under the weather. Now, I think the question that everyone, uh, every guy here is thinking is, what's the difference between you and the difference between my Snapchat feed? Honestly, because they're both both quite pornographic. So uh, maybe more people watch. You are right. I don't get blocked. You don't get blocked. I do. So my Facebook just got blocked. Yesterday. It did yeah. by Facebook. Now I'm back to the alternate one. Yeah. What's the alternate Facebook? Said, this is like a new oh, world that, for us. One is Danny Black model, and that's the oldest one, like the fifth one. And the, <laughs> the newest one is Danny Black videos. That's the one that's still up. That's where. Okay, yeah. so how long can do we have till you're going to be shut down? Uh, I, well, I got 30 days. Uh, Facebook jail. I'm uh, 30, 30 days. 30 days. 30 days. So Log next on. month I'll be out. Log on for free. Okay. Um, you were so sweet to be here. You're amazing. Thanks. Tell us while you're here, what's like the biggest mistake people make in the bedroom? I think, you know, we all need like a love advice, right? Like from a professional, yeah. yeah. Professional. I mean, yeah. What's, uh, what are we all doing wrong in the bedroom that people leave us? Russian. Russian? Russian. Not Russian. Russian like the language, Sarah, like rushing. Like you're, ta- like you're not taking enough time. No, Sarah's no. like Russian? Going too fast. Da da? I don't understand. I God thought you said Russian. Going too fast. I was like, <laughs> Russian. Sarah literally thought she's like, how do I put a babushka in my sex life? <laughs> I was just, oh my God. Okay, that was awful. That was really embarrassing. Let's forget that. So okay. rushing. Delete okay, you saying, okay, as you were saying, rushing. so taking, going too quickly. Yeah, take your time. Don't worry about the clock. Just enjoy each right. other. Has a really easy name to pronounce. Ramin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's all give it up for my friend, all of our friends. No, Ramin I, Mustafavi. Yeah, it's Ramin! Yay! Also, you crushed it. You did amazing. God, she fucked up your name, man. Yeah, no, that's great. I like when she said, why do people have these names? <laughs> White people. Huh? <laughs> End of an era. Good try. Good try. You know what I mean? White people, super strong for about 10,000 years. 